Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. Sadly, we know that not all wedding vows will last forever. In our fallen state, our eternal commitments are not always so eternal. But on any given wedding day, the hope, of course, is that the vow being made is something that is indeed going to last. We speak of eternal love and eternal commitment, and we rejoice with the happy couple in the commitment that's being made. Even so, we know, of course, that love on earth is not actually eternal, not to be too much of a downer, but even if the couple lives to a hundred years, eventually one will pass away and the marriage union will literally end. Of course, that's not overly romantic. But scriptures talk about our bond with Jesus as being like a bride and a bridegroom, and this great end times joining of us to Jesus as being like a wedding and a great wedding feast. Here in today's verses, the union actually is eternal in every sense, and this wedding will last forever. Revelation chapter 21 verses 9 through 14 says, One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates and with twelve angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates to the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. In today's verses, the Bride of Christ appears in the image of a city, the Holy City, which should likely be interpreted to mean the holy people of God who live in that city, maybe not the literal city itself. Although scripture does say that in God's eyes, Jerusalem is the center of the world, and she obviously will continue to be so throughout eternity. The city is described as ornate and extravagant and majestic in every way. This might be literal or it might be symbolic, as with so many things in the book of Revelation, we can't really say for sure, but whether this is literally what the new city and the new earth will look like or not is really irrelevant. The point is that all of God's riches and his glory will be with his people forever. We are beautiful, not on our own, but because he has made us beautiful. The city is marked with the names of the 12 tribes of Israel as well as the 12 apostles representing both the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, both Israel and the Church, all of which are a crucial part of this great God story that is being consummated in these verses. Although God is the one doing the work, He has always partnered with people in order to fulfill his will on the earth. It is his plan, it is his mission, but he amazingly invites us to come and be a part of it. Today, take some time to reflect on this great God plan that is ever unfolding. God is in the process of literally saving the world, and he asks us to come and be a part of it. So what is your part in this story? How are you working and partnering with him in order to do this? Where are you participating in making all things new in the world around you? And if you're not sure, what might that look like for you as you go deeper in your walk with Jesus? Jesus.